Hi, this is Sarah Beth Ramsey, and you're listening to the More You Grow podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome back to the More You Grow podcast. I'm Sarah Beth Ramsey. I have my intern, Trinity, here again for probably our last intern conversations on the podcast. Welcome, yeah. Trinity. I know, I'm so sad. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, it's so much fun. And... You know, I was telling Trinity that like last week I was getting emotional because somebody was a, a lot of people have come to me saying how much they enjoy the reels that she does on the Boho Marketing Co page. And um, she she is going to do a few more, thank goodness, because everybody loves them. But uh, they were asking me if I just had her for the semester. And I said, yes. And then I got really emotional because <laughs> she's going to be leaving. And it's so sad. But luckily, she does not live that far away from me. Her family lives near me. So um so that's a cool thing but yes it's been so much fun i really enjoy doing these trinity does a lot of work where she researches these topics and then she comes to me with them and we discuss them and then we decide to put them on the podcast and it's just really really cool like listening to what she's learning because i don't have as much time for research so it's so cool having her do that to find out what's going on so um but before we dive into that Trinity. So uh, last week we discussed a little bit about what you learned from the internship and I loved your insight there and I'm so glad that you are able to be on the team. Um, Do you want to tell us a little bit about your future plans, summer plans, any plans you have coming up? I'm going to be honest, summer plans, I don't know. Yeah. And at first, I sense this is like a social media wellness thing. Why not? Let's let's dive into it. But at first I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I didn't know if I wanted to do something else with social media or if I wanted to go into like the education route. Because if you all don't know, that's my major, my education major. Um, But with COVID, it's really hard to get like an education job because of so many restrictions and a lot of cancer. Like I don't know if it's open yet. Mm -hmm. So... I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So that's fine with my summer plans. I'm hoping uh, to get a job somewhere in like childcare, but we will see. Um, And at first I was really stressed out about it because like I've always had a plan and now this summer I'm just kind of like, I don't know what to do. But then I was kind of like, you know, on social media as usual. And I came up with this video and somebody was just like, you know, you are where you're supposed to be right now. Everything's going to work out. You know, it is what it is. Just keep doing what you're doing. Things will come back into place. And I was like, that's some good advice. I kind of needed that. So we're just kind of riding the wave. Mm-hmm. Um, but for future plans, I think um, I think I like I like this internship. And at first when I started out, I, I, I always told Sarah Beth, like, I didn't think when I was doing this, I was like, I didn't think I was going to get it because I had no experience whatsoever. Like, of course, I've been on social media, but with the marketing and branding, you know, making content, I've never done it before. But like, since I've been in it and like working with Sarah Beth, it's like, it's a great experience. And I was just thinking like, you know, I'm an education major. Maybe I could go into um, doing marketing for schools because, you know, schools have that. I didn't even know that. But until I met someone in high school who did that for my high school and I was like, maybe I can go into that. Yeah. And I think I'm going to do like a little self-discovery thing of learning more about social media marketing and the SEO and just stuff like that. Um, Love that. So Yay. Yeah, I think that's my future plans. 
I love that. I think that's really cool. And I like how you're like mixing your major together with marketing since you enjoyed it, because I think that's really key, like to, you know, being successful in the future is like figuring out all the different things that we like. You don't have to stay within Mm -hmm. your major or like where you think you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you feel like a lot of the pressure that you were talking about, which I can totally relate to as somebody who from like age five thought they would go into business, which is just so crazy. And then went into business. Like I always wanted to have a plan and freaked out when things did not go uh, the way I felt they were going to go. So do you feel like that's an internal pressure or do you feel like it's more like society kind of thinks you're supposed to take this path and have this plan. And so you're feeling pressure or is it kind of everything? I think at first, like growing up, you know, I wasn't the straight A student I am now, like in middle school and stuff. So I felt like it was kind of like outside pressure of like my family's very education oriented. Um, so they're always pushing me to do my best. And then when I got to high school, I, I don't know what changed. Like I just started getting A's. Like I, yeah. I was, I don't know, I guess the the high school environment kind of changed it, especially I went to a private school. So they were very keen on making sure we got the grades we were supposed to be getting and pushing mm-hmm. us to do better and so ever since then I've kind of started like planning out how things are going to go and I know it doesn't always go you know the right way but it always ends up where I want it to be like it always ends up in the area where I wanted things to show up in or or come about and then like I've always done child care during the summer I've always mm-hmm. done camps daycares babysitting you name it It was always childcare, and then corona hit and I was like well nobody's taking you know anybody to watch their kids because everybody's at home so mm-hmm. that's when I applied for this job and I was like okay like this seems interesting da, da, da. but now that I haven't been really focused on the child care part of it I wasn't really looking like for a job I really it's not that I didn't want to do it but I was just like I really want to do something because of social media like this is cool like I want to do yeah. it yeah but now I'm just kind of like, even my dad is like, you really like this job. Like, are you sure teaching is what you want to do? And even I said that for him and I'm like, oh. ah, like, like, yeah, I still want to teach, but I also want to do something with this because I really mm-hmm. like it. So I think like as I grew up and the more I outdid myself, the more I uh, put more pressure on myself to do well yeah. versus anybody else. Because my parents, like, they're not as helicoptery, you know, yeah. parents as they were and but now, because they know I have my own stuff going on, but now it's just kind of like, I'm at a crossroads with myself. Like, mm-hmm. I know what I want to do, but I don't know what I want to do, if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Okay. And I think that's a totally normal place to be, but I don't feel like people say that it's a normal place to be. Like, especially at your age, I think it's normal. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that you enjoy the internship so much. That makes me actually very, very happy. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so did. that's awesome. So, okay. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you found out in your research and then we can discuss it. Okay. So, you know, I was scrolling on Twitter as I do, and I came across this article talking about Facebook looking into creating an Instagram for kids. And at first I didn't have like any reaction to it. Like it was a bad idea, a good idea. I was just like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, let me click on the article. Cause you know, I guess it's a good headline or whatever. Sure. And Basically, they're trying to create an Instagram for kids that are 13 years old and under since it's kind of like against the rules for 13-year-olds and under to be on the regular Instagram. And as soon as people caught wind of that, um, 
they were like, no, like that's a horrible idea. We should not do that. So um, I was just going to dive into some um, facts that the campaign for commercial free childhood, uh, CF, mm-hmm. the CCFC, they just sent a letter to Mark Zuckerberg. Did I see mm-hmm. Zuckerberg, yeah. Just kind of like outlining the list of things of why creating an Instagram for kids is such a bad idea. And the letter is like 10 pages long. So <laughs> I wasn't like trying to include all the points, but I did include like at least three points that we can like conversate about. So cool. That sounds good. Okay. So basically, like I was saying, the Instagram for kids is just for kids for 13 years old and younger. And the first point that they made is like, there isn't going to be any kids who are going to switch from the regular Instagram to the kitty Instagram. And I don't know any kid that's going to be like, yeah, let me switch from this version that I've already experienced anything on that can do whatever I want on. There's no restrictions on to this friendly kitty app where they're not going to get the same content that they're getting on the regular um, Instagram. Yeah. And then the second point is that Facebook or social media in general is just already targeting teens and young adults and young adults. So opening up this channel for a social media made exclusively for kids, like 13 years and younger, kind of young kids, you know, still experiencing the first year of the first years of their life kids is just a targeting method to engage upcoming generation of the regular Instagram users. Like you're, yeah, you understand that? Okay. I don't know if that makes sense, but. No, it makes sense. But like, well, so there's, I think I know why they're trying to do this. And so now let me be clear. I don't trust them as a company. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think, Mm -hmm. I I think anybody that follows me knows that Um, there's a couple of, like I'm mixed about it. Right. Because mm-hmm. like here, here's what I think they're trying to do. I think they're trying to do that for a couple of reasons. One, it'll probably put, and I don't have verification. I have read a little bit about this. Um, Buzzfeed did an article about it um, kind of saying like, this is coming, you know, mm-hmm. so be on the lookout. Um, so it, they're trying to protect kids from being cyber bullied and a lot of those things that go on. Mm-hmm. Um they and one of the ways they're thinking that they're going to do that is because it's a younger demographic and not that doesn't go on as much. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that it can still go on. And I, I'd be interested to hear what policies they're going to put in place, because a lot of concerns were brought to them. Like, how do you identify these children that they're that age? Because mm-hmm. children that age don't have identification documents. So um, and they were they kind of came out and said, um, you know, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, but like, you know, so they don't have all the answers yet for that. The other thing is like with the ads. Um, and I think it's going to be more control surrounding what ads are going to be targeted to these kids, because Mm -hmm. when the social dilemma came out, there was a lot of controversy surrounding young kids breaking up. And now I'm not saying they were 13, although 13 year olds definitely probably have like little boyfriends and girlfriends Mm -hmm. and whatever. Um, but they were saying that once they broke up with them, that they were being targeted with uh, makeup ads and clothing ads. Like if you wear this and dress this, you'll attract whoever. Um, so I know that was a big thing too. So like, I see the reasons that they're thinking it's going to be better, but I think my main qualm with it is why do they need to be on social media at that age? Like, right. you know, and, and I think that that's a problem. I think 
we're like <laughs> getting them into it even earlier when really it should, in my opinion, it should just be 13 and younger. You have no business being on social media yet. Wait until you get older. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that would be great because like whether it happens or not, I think it'd be great because it kind of lets them still be kids. It's like all of the things that happen that start to change kids and they, they start to see what the real world is and they yeah. lose a lot of that childhood stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is one of those things where that can happen. So, you know, I'd rather them just not even experience it and just see their friends and stuff because <sighs> I was going to say that they won't have to worry about the FOMO and stuff, but to your point, a lot of kids that age are already on social media, right? Because like one of the things is I was thinking if nobody's on it, that's their age, then they're not missing out on anything and they're okay. Mm -hmm. But A, I think they'll probably find some other way to be on some kind of technology, whatever it might be, where they can still talk um, and feel left out if they're not on it. And B, like you said, a lot of them are already on social media. So Mm -hmm. I kind of hear what you're saying about what is like, I think your overarching like argument seems to be what is the point of this? And, and I see that too, because this is such sketchy, dangerous territory. I feel like for kids. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I was just kind of like thinking about it because like growing up, I've always had the, you know, watch out for um, the internet or like the pros and cons of the internet, like safety on the internet and stuff like that. And I just think like, we don't have that. Mm -hmm. Like nobody talks about it. Everybody talks about what's on the internet, but I feel like social media opens up a whole new branch of, you know, talking to people, seeing things, you know, networking, all that stuff. And nobody talks to kids about that until it's too late. Until the kids actually learn their lesson, which is kind of sad because they shouldn't have to learn that lesson that way, you know? No. Like nobody's no there's no guidance of social media nobody's watching the social media and another when we were talking about what's the point I think like I agree with your point but I also think like it's just another way to create more Instagram users like yeah. you're kind of already I don't oh, say yeah. grooming but you're kind of like grooming these kids to be like oh you have a kitty instagram so once you get older you know you're going to the real instagram kind of like you're in middle school once you get older you go to high wow, school wow that is an excellent excellent point and to your point i was kind of thinking something similar where we're starting the screen time addiction yeah mm-hmm. and it's the same thing right so like they're starting it really young um kids and there's been a lot of studies on this and i can't quote exactly what those studies are about how childhood development is affected by excessive technology and Mm -hmm. um, especially with social media and things like that. So, you know, it's like to hear that and then to think, okay, we're starting it. I mean, is it just 12 and under or 13 and under? Yeah, that's so it's literally like, what is, where does it start age one, six months? Like, Like, so it's like crazy. That age, what are they doing posting on social media? And if they, are posting on social media I feel like it should be like a parent you know looked after account like you know the parents that you know have the little accounts for their kids but it's parent run like the the kids aren't running the account you know networking with other people Mm -hmm. so it's just like what are what are these kids who are so young doing on social media anyway 
I mean, the thing is the internet is forever, whether it's for kids yeah. or not. So like, what are they even going to be posting? Um, is there going to be stuff recorded that shouldn't be? I mean, because mm-hmm. the, the fact yeah. is like, parents are going to be on this app too, because they're going to want to see what their kids are posting. And then that's a whole other sketchy line that we have to <laughs> think about. Okay. And I was thinking about that too, because I was just like, okay, so you've had these 13 year olds and under kids already on regular Instagram, even though there's a rule against it. What's mm-hmm. to stop from someone like pedophiles, human traffickers, all those people on that side of the road getting mm-hmm. into this kitty app? Like what's the identification process? You can't. That's the thing. Like, How are you going to identify them if they don't have an ID? Like, right. and I, just, I don't know what they're going to. I think this this kitty platform just is just another target site for people who don't want to do, you know, who want to do harm to these kids. Mm-hmm. And so how are you going to fight that? Well could be. No, and definitely. I was also thinking about, like, what are they going to post? So obviously kids are on other social media platforms like TikTok, for example. And mm-hmm. This may be a stretch, but then I was thinking it's not really because Instagram is already kind of like a place for recycling. Like you see Pinterest posts, Twitter posts, um, TikTok posts, all that stuff already on Instagram. So what's the mm-hmm. stuff from these kids taking what they learned from TikTok or seeing on TikTok or any other platform and posting it on this kitty thing? And TikTok is not childproof. Like it's really mm-hmm. not. You have, like we've talked no. about before, you have all these different sides of TikToks and I was just thinking, what's the stop from your seven-year-old all of a sudden, you know, he likes cars, but the person posting about cars is also a bar owner and they post about alcohol. And they're like one video about alcohol and now they have a whole page of alcohol. And they're just right. like, oh, that looks like a cool drink. Take it to Instagram. Look what I learned on TikTok. Now you have a seven-year-old posting about alcohol they learned from TikTok. And right. this may be a stretch, like I said earlier, but, you know, stuff is recycled and put in, on other apps. So I think mm-hmm. that's also something that should be talked about. Um, what's allowed to be posted and what's not. And if this actually goes through, like, it's just kind of like, I don't even think it's in the works, but it's just something Facebook is really looking into doing. But if this does go through, who's going to be monitoring, monitoring all the posts? If it becomes popular and kids are actually using it, you know, and they have millions of yeah. users now and they can barely even, you know, pick out the posts that need to be taken down. So, I mean, and that's a great point. I, they can't even regulate what's going on. I, I, honestly, this is purely my opinion, but I think they should be really focusing on regulating the accounts that they've already created because they mm-hmm. do not have a grasp on that yet. So it's like they don't even have a grasp on the platforms for the adults and regulating that and figuring out what's being posted on there. And then they're going to make one for kids. I mean, it's just going to be a, you know, a shit storm. Sorry, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say it. Yeah. Um, you know, my... Well, first of all, the article I read said that it was being planned. So it sounds to me like it's, it's in pretty, the works. It's in the works. Um, I have no verification. And everything we've said on this podcast is our opinion based on some articles that we have read mm-hmm. and research that we have done. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of questions clearly to still be answered that are not out there yet. So a lot of what we've talked about is also our kind of speculation, but I mean, I think could very well become the truth. So we'll Mm -hmm. see, Um, you know, my bottom line, my opinion for this bottom line (laughs) is that kids under 13 have no business being online. And I don't care if it's a platform for, you know, and especially not online, but on social media Mm -hmm. and, 
you know, I don't care if it's a platform made for them. Like you said, there's so many problems with that. Um, there's safety problems. There's addiction to technology problems. There's, mm-hmm. like you said, the grooming stuff. There's um, just no reason for it. And to think that their bottom line is not business and that they're trying to do something great for kids would be very naive. It's not yeah. at all what it is. There's there's a business bottom line there for sure. Like you said, it's probably to start getting them started on it young. Um and I would just say they have no business being on there. And that's just kind of what I would say about it all. But mm-hmm. that's just my opinion. I think um, the mental health research is still being done. I think we're going to be even more shocked than we already are when we find out even more things. And I think <laughs> as so long as we can, said that, because yeah. I was like, she just brought up a point. And I was like, great, that goes right into the next thing I'm about yeah. to talk about. Yeah. But you're talking about how Facebook is just not to be trusted. And to think that they're making this for the good of the kids is just such a naive mm-hmm. thing to think. Um, the letter just brings up the continuation of Facebook's um, utilization of the user's information mm-hmm. and how they abuse that and they exploit yeah. the users and kind of like selling them to, you know, the advertisers and stuff. And as they were yeah. talking to the advertisers, apparently there were some leaked documents and on, on, on it, they were just talking about how Facebook um, is basically selling the people on Instagram to advertisers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. There was a quote, I think I talked to you earlier about this, but it said, um, and I quote, Facebook can target teens at the exact moment they're feeling bad about themselves, including when they have negative thoughts about themselves. Yeah. Like you were saying, they can make ads. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I didn't know that. I knew Facebook was kind of sketchy. Like, I feel like everybody kind of knows that. But I was Mm -hmm. just like, there's so much people can learn from you from social media. It's crazy. And it is. this is one of the things a lot of people don't know. Like, like you said, the internet's forever. And I even saw a TikTok about um, Google having facts on you by the things that you search up and like. They can tell what age you are, what your interests are, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And even if you're a Republican or a Democrat, like, I, I just think it's crazy. And my first thought was, this proves that Facebook is not, if there is going to be a kitty app for any social media platform, Facebook is not the one to be doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, they just can't be trusted. And I think that comes back from the multiple, multiple cases and lawsuits that are against them with, you know, using the information they gain inappropriately to, Mm -hmm. you know, harm, you know, their, their users. And then... The last thing I was just thinking about, did Facebook not think anybody was going to call them out on the negative impacts that could be had, that could happen to the child based on this kitty app that they're trying to create? No, I think they just don't care. Like, I really don't think they care because they don't care about, you know, what they're doing right now with Mm -hmm. adults and that information, like you were saying, they're selling that information, like for sure. And maybe they're even thinking about getting more info on what kids like so that they can sell that to their advertisers. Like, I don't know, but I wouldn't be shocked by that. Um, You know, so it could be something like that is the bottom line or I don't know, but there's definitely something there that we just don't know. Um, But yeah, I, I, 
it's just so sketchy. Like I, <laughs> I can't get over the sketch. Like, but I think it's important to talk about because I think, mm-hmm. um, like you said, a lot of people don't know. And, you know, I say stuff all the time about this on my Instagram, which like the irony is not lost on me. Um, but, you know, I say stuff like this all the time and people are like, well, you know, I don't think that's the case. And it's like, you're either awake to it or you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not awake to it, you know, a lot of people, they're enjoying it. So they're just not like seeing those things. Um, that that's, no. that's what worries me. Those people no. worry me. What's funny about what you said that, it was a. It was always like something going around social media. I don't know if it's true or not, but it was always like this post is like Instagram is like. Oh, they probably are. Instagram is using you. It's bad for your health. Blah blah blah. Something something something. And always the comments are just like, well, that's nice, but I'm still gonna be on here anyway. It's like nobody cares. Nobody mm-hmm. cares that Instagram is literally using you mm-hmm. as a product to these big companies, and they're yeah. literally targeting at you at your lowest moment, at your top moment, just to see the things that they want you to see so you could buy the things they want you to buy yeah yeah or think these things that you need to buy you know yep they don't care there's a lot of reasons for that that's probably a whole other episode but (laughs) but yeah um now for the google that you're talking about the google information Mm -hmm. you can actually wipe that clean like you can swipe that Okay, you knew that already. So mm-hmm. yeah, so so um, for our listeners, though, you can do that. I feel like maybe I'll put that in the uh, caption for this this week's talk and give that information. But yes, yeah, so you can um, get rid of that on Google. I believe I heard that in a social dilemma, but um, they kind of talk about how you can get rid of that info so that they don't have that on you. Uh, what's really funny, actually, as a quick side note before we wrap up here, is that you know, I have my ghost Facebook account that has all of my business accounts connected to it since I deleted my Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I didn't put any info in there about (laughs) where I live or anything. And so if I do need to look up something really quick on Facebook, like a business, um, it won't give me anything near me because it doesn't know where I live. And it's really funny because it's constantly trying to guess through ads mm-hmm. like a couple of times, like what I like and what I don't like. And it's so off base. So it just cracks me up um, that there's absolutely no info about me in there that it really yeah. knows of. Yeah. And I've so. noticed that like, cause I'm not logged into like my Google account on my phone, but I am on my computer. So mm-hmm. like when I'm on my phone searching, it's just like these random ads. And I was like, like I would get like sometimes toolboxes like they just be like ramming like multiple things by face like let's see what she clicks on let's see how you know what she's really into but then on my google account my computer they're just like oh yeah she visited this space so I'm going to give you this ad or you know stuff that you we know that you're interested in yeah and I was just like I don't think people I I'm, I'm not gonna say that I think people do understand what they're getting into but it's the point where everybody else does it so nobody cares Mm-hmm. like so they're just not worried about it because if it you know if it can happen me it can happen to her and since I don't see anything happening with her then it's probably not going to happen with me yeah it's also the inhumane part of it where nobody really wants to or a lot of people don't want to get off of it I don't want to say nobody because I actually know a lot of people that are not on social media mm-hmm. but you know a lot of people don't want to get off of it because they don't want to miss out they don't want to be disconnected and so you know I think maybe it would be, even be worth it to do a podcast about how you can be connected without completely um or how you can be disconnected without completely losing your connections Mm because you definitely can do that so well Trini that was so interesting um a little scary 
but yeah. <laughs> good good for everybody to know. So I appreciate you bringing that to our attention um, and bringing that to my attention and sharing that. And thank you so much for being on Intern Conversations. Of course. Uh, I'm so sad, but it was so much fun having you. And it won't be the last of her, though. Of course, you know, you're still doing some reels. I still have mm-hmm. her for like another week and a half, but um, it's just been so much fun having you. So thanks for being on again. Thanks for having me again. All right. Bye. Bye.